The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Today by Mike Cohen. Hey Mike, how's it going? Not bad, how are we? You alright? Pretty good. Just <laughs> over here in sunny California. How are you doing over there? Uh, yeah, you're in sunny California. I'm in raining UK. I mean, it has not stopped raining now for about three weeks. Oh. It's just like constant. Like it's it's so bad, even the ducks have migrated. They're just like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Even the ducks have gone. I didn't know that they did that. I didn't either until we had all this rain. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> the um, next will be the fish. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Fish well, going, speaking, oh, it's rain. Speaking of new things that we learned today, um, mm. Mike Pullen's going to be taking over the helm here at uh, the World's team. So everyone, round of applause. Everybody's moving into different areas, and it's the BT, it's the BTB movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all together. (laughs) Nothing changes. We're still all the same. You know what it is. We'll have some more crossovers. That'll be fun. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know, we we could be honorary females on the girls talking boys. You know, Um, I love to have my girlies from the UK over anytime. (laughs) See, and I don't even mind being called that because it's from you, Meg. (laughs) <laughs> it's a compliment girly yeah, exactly compliment. yeah listen i gave rj the ultimate compliment uh he was just like saying oh you know we'll do this we'll move everybody around i was like okay i was like just no i love meg very much as long as she's happy even though she's an lsu fan it's true i know you two are against me on that <laughs> yeah even though i had to sit through texas at a.m getting completely hounded by LSU when we was in Texas last time. Well, I've also had to watch the seven overtime game before. So. That was that was an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and mm-hmm. do you know what was ironic about that one is I think it was about by the third overtime. And because you imagine it was on in the UK here. I got to by the third overtime, I was like, oh yeah. I'm going to bed. This is never going to end. And it really didn't. Has it really ever ended? I think it's still going. It's <laughs> still going on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like it is. <laughs> I, I can remember I messaged Brian Broadus and I was just like, oh, we won. And he was like, did you stay up? And I was like, nope. 
<laughs> yeah, poor Brian went like they stayed that whole game and then drove yeah. from uh from College Station to Dallas that night. Goodness. Yeah, yeah, what that was pretty awful wild. drive after a loss. I was trying to think, what was that? That must have been about four years ago, four seasons ago, that. Yeah. Something around there, pre-COVID. Was it pre-COVID? Was it? No. Something just happened. Something just happened. It wasn't 2019 because we didn't lose. So. It's got to be around covid time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So much has gone on. So many things. Yeah. Look at us now. I know. All grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's go ahead and talk about those gosh darn Dallas Cowboys that we love so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you wrote us an article for bloggingboys.com um, about the salary cap increases. You want to give us the top line info for that? Yeah. So, I mean, the NFL literally announced on Friday, uh, I think it was about midday central time, maybe a bit later than that, that they are increasing the salary cap and a lot of, you know, like over the cap and sport track and all these different various, you know, cap sites that look at salary caps, not just the NFL, all different teams. They had it estimated at like 240 and RJ wrote an article saying, you know, it's going to be more than that. Um, and he wasn't that far off his prediction either. And they've announced and they've said it's going to be 255.4 million, which is significant. It's huge. Um, so that is 30 million more than last year. Um, and I think I wrote in the article, that's the biggest increase has ever been from year to year. Yeah, uh, in 2021. Oh, it's huge. You know, you think that's an entire quarterback. Uh, yeah. Oh, Maybe not nowadays. It's an entire backup quarterback. Um, yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, it, it was in 2021. So after the COVID thing happened, we just talking a lot of COVID for some reason in this episode. But yeah. why has that come we're, up? We're all having of a sudden? more flashbacks right now. <laughs> we have PTSD's kicking back in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was, it went up by 26 in 2021 to 22 but this is even more again and all of all, all of it is to do with is it's all to do with media rights because that's how it comes about merchandising because they make money off that which i have my own theory on i think a lot of nfl fans need to be thankful of the whole taylor swift thing because i wonder how much that you know it's a joke right i know it's not no, a joke i mean they they put a number to it like how much money she brought in really yeah, I think it was like three hundred million dollars. See, that's significant for 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 one. But I I didn't actually realize that. See, you're on top of me on that one. Well done. Yeah, no, you said that maybe like a little facetiously, but they're no, no. actual. They actually like put a number to it. I'll get the real one, but like. Oh yeah, I mean, I was yeah. kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth with it. That you know, it, it is it, it's it's comical in a way because so much attention was given to one person and. It doesn't bother me. I yeah. I never seen a problem in it. I can see why fans had a problem. You know, like say if it's your team that's losing, and then it goes to Taylor Swift just clapping and dancing and all. You, I can see how it can wind people up, right? But yeah. on the other side of that, if she's bringing in that amount of money, that's you know, it can it 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 is good for the NFL said, because 
that her association with the NFL has added the equivalent of around three, $330 million in brand value to the Chiefs and the league. That's significant. See, that's a lot of merchandise that goes so back you're, into you're the park. Buying all these new guys and putting them on your team. Um, thank Taylor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, you think like, you know, Taylor has a very high following. She does have a big global following. And you think if they see her wearing some red and black jacket with the, people may know or may not know, but they'll just be like, oh, I've got to, I've got to copy the show. That's money going back into the league. That's money back into the pot. Yeah. Um, if it's that amount of money, it's significant. Do you know what I mean? That's quite, quite a bit. So that goes into it. So yeah, you know, it's it, it, in one side, it's kind of funny, but in the other side, it's good for the league because it's money going back in. Well, I think um, the crazy so, part is if you look at like she's doing shows in Japan, yeah. Australia, and she's gonna do one or some in Singapore as well. But like just from Japan and Australia, the amount of like Chiefs jerseys that are at the shows <laughs> is insane. I can so, imagine. Like, and that's that's in like Australia and Japan. That's not America. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. just like, on top of that. That's crazy. The reach. And you think you think like Japan yeah. isn't really like Australia. They're into the rugby and Aussie yeah. rules, football, and all that. So you can you can get a connect there with the NFL. Japan is like they've got rugby and you know baseball, yeah. and that's kind of it for them. So when you say that there's that, you think of the majority of those people who have just bought it off the back of seeing her in that in 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 the Chiefs jersey or you know, some sort of merchandise. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden yeah. they're just like, there we go. I've got to copy her. I've seen a picture. That's what she's wearing now. And then, but that's money going back into the pot. Um, So there is that. And the other side of why the cat went up as well, I've got to use COVID again, unfortunately. But... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, right, we'll get off this in a moment. But um, so the 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 NFL got re, or the teams got reimbursed. They got money during COVID, if you remember, you know, to make up for the stadiums effectively being closed because the NFL wasn't making money off tickets and the teams were made. So they they kind of subsidized the teams. And if you remember, people were talking about, oh, what's the cap going to be like because everything was down. And the NFL went, look, we, we'll kind of take the hit this year. We'll we won't make right. the cap drop. It'll kind of stay as it is, and it'll slowly pick up. And this now is the point where the NFL teams have pretty much paid everything back to the NFL, and everything's all back level pegging again. So now there's just this huge jump, um, which is good. Now, it's really, really significant for the Cowboys because I, I don't know why there's such a difference. I don't know if there's how they're calculating it, but Sport Track is saying the Cowboys are like minus... 3.2 million now, which is really, that isn't that much at all. No. Um, no, you've just think a couple of restructures, they're going to get rid of, we, I, you know, we could talk about some of the plays yeah. they get rid of. They're going to go. We know who they right. are. That money is going to very quickly bounce sit and, and swing the other way massively. So that's, and like, if you said, oh, it's 20 million, you kind of think, you know, there's another play we got to get rid of. No, they don't necessarily have to. And the pressure's off, certainly. There's a whole different strategy now of how they can forecast their cap for the, for this season. It, it all changes based off. And, you know, it can be a couple of million here and there can usually be the difference. But when it's this amount, 
I mean, you know, the world is their oyster right now when you think about what they can do going forward in free agency and with players they can look to re-sign and all the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's crazy to think that, you know, if everything was just to stay the way it is, it's we're only three million in the red. Like, that's that's a lot to work with. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, over the over the cap though. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, a bit, right. bit, I, I'm not sure. So, I kind of whenever it's the, those are the two main ones I use. Is three is the one track. I've heard the most. So which one? Sorry, three million is the one I've heard the most. Yeah, I mean that seems to be one. So like over the cap are usually quite good, uh, but they're saying eight, eight yeah. and then sport track is saying three. So what I tend to do is I tend to just go with whatever's in the in between number. What the difference? Yeah, it's, it's going to be somewhere around there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yes. Maybe there's a lot to work with there. Um, mm. wh- what moves do you think they're going to make, like, imminently? Oof. I think, so, the big one really has to be C.D. Lamb, first of all. You've got to get that pinned down. Um, the lo- I, I, I feel that they are going off the comments C.D. Lamb has made. Seed Lamb is insanely important to get done first. Because um, really, I know people are saying, well, what about Dak? Dak is important to get done very much so because of just purely on the basis of how much he's cost in the team. Uh, in terms of the, because heard, I've heard a couple of arguments. I was on a, a different British podcast that, and, you know, they were talking about uh, Dak's contract and how it will work. And one of them, one of the comments that was made was, well, what if they just decided to ride it out? What if they just say, let's take the hit this year? And I know it's a lot of money, but what if they just ride it out and then they can decide what they're going to do halfway through the year and go from there? And I was like, it is an option. It is. But I think whichever option they decide to make with Dak needs to be it needs to be the right one, whatever it is that they're deciding to do. Like you can't, you can't go into it half baked. That if you're going to extend him, right, extend him, get it done, let's get it sorted. It's very important for what you do with the rest of your roster. If you're not, and you're deciding that you're not going to extend him, well, then the writing's on the wall. We know where this is going then, um, and you've got to be all in for that. Either way whatever happens with tax contract is going to cause a media frenzy either way. Yeah. Whatever happens. I mean, I think... anytime they believe in Dak's direction, it is front page <laughs> news. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are complaining. They're saying like, Oh, you know, um, the, the, <laughs> we're talking about this on the UK cowboy show uh, this week that people are complaining saying, you know, oh, Dak, you know, be the highest paid callback. It's like, he hasn't actually demanded that, though. You do know that, that this is just what people are saying, what just reports. Dak hasn't come out and gone, I want 60, 62, 63. If it happens, it happens. We'll talk about it then. But people are talking about things that are just speculation and treating it as real. And that's how much. I mean, this is just the market cycle, too, because, like, when his big deal got done everyone was freaking out about it and then mm-hmm. like get, you gave it a couple more months and it's like he got like massively over 
like these guys like Joe Burrow and like there were so many deals that were done that were just so much bigger than his. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is why he asked for this amount of money, because you know that that's going to come and then you're going to be right in line with where you should be. Yeah. So it sounds crazy right when he does it. And then you're going to have like these bigger token guys that are going to command more money than him. Like it happens every time. Yeah, you, you look now, right? So his contract is, what, three years old now? Yeah. And he's not even in the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks. No. Uh, you know, like people will say, oh, you, you can't expect Dak to be the highest paid. Um, he'd be on more money than, um, and you know, fill in name, Lamar Jackson. You know, there's all these names. Yeah. You, you mentioned Joe Burrow. And they're like, these guys have all gone to... Um, suppose and you're like, okay, well, I can beat I, I I can beat your argument by saying that Justin Herbert is the number two highest paid quarterback in the league right now. So Dak's getting paid less than him, and I think we're we, we're pretty confident in saying Dak's a better quarterback or has I had a better that, career yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah. So he so Dak is hovering around like the eleventh or the twelfth highest paid quarterback, and yet. You've got Justin Herbert's number two. But then what happens is that, like you say, it's the cycle. Yeah. It all comes back around, and then these guys reset the market, and they all get paid the highest, and then it all filters back down again. You know, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, when he took that contract on, I remember seeing it and going, holy wow. You know, it's a huge, lengthy contract, but the amount of money he's asking for each year is a lot. But now when you look at it, he's like the eighth highest, seventh highest. Yeah. I mean, and... How many Super Bowls is he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, you know, don't think it, that he could be number one, but no. He should, yeah, you know, and, and unfortunately, the market doesn't. It, this isn't a, a market where you get paid on on meritocracy. But right. you do in a way. You do in a way. Yeah. But it's it's where you are at that point, and yeah, then and like when your deal gets done, like what everything exactly. looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so it's not like like Patrick Mahomes wins a Super Bowl. Oh, he's going to be the highest paid quarterback. Now. It right. doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. Right, because he already got a deal done. And that's the thing with Dak. It's going to move him up in that, like, where he is on that ranking. But, like, yeah. give it a few months. That's He's going to get bumped back down. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And everyone gets so butthurt about it. I'm like, it's not your money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I and and there's there's the irony is this is the bit that always makes me laugh is that people will complain about how much these teams make about how much these owners make about how much the NFL is making, yep. but then all of a sudden when the player wants money, then we have a complaint about how much money they want from the league. Yeah, I, I get confused by it. And the more we talk about it, the more money they make. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're helping you put bag. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So obviously we're talking CD uh, being a top line item for yes, you. And yes. then of course, Dak Prescott's contract coming through. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to see some departures. Mm -hmm. Who would you say? I think obviously, like, I don't think we're going to be getting J-Ron Curse back. No, no. I, I mean, if... He's probably going to be a commander, so. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. I was talking about that as well uh, this week. J. Ron Curse, I mean, he came in. We got more out of him than what we was expecting. Yeah. And that has helped him in his career because obviously he went from just this lower end sort of tier guy to a middle end tier guy to 
the upper middle tier and got paid millions for it. Right. Um, but what we've seen this year is a few things. One, we've seen him drop into coverage, and I never used to like it. You know, I, I don't mean just drop into normal sort of mid-zone coverage. He was on deep cover, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to see Curse back. He, he's, that, this yeah. isn't where he's best. But we've seen a lack of what he was in the past, this tight end eraser type guy. And he, it just wasn't there last season, it, especially towards the end of the season. It was dropping off and dropping off. And you look in the playoff game, he really struggled in that game. But by accident, through all of these things and injuries as well, we found his replacement. And um, we've got a guy who's cheaper, younger, um, I would say more effective. uh, And he's going to be able to play that position uh, and play it more as a hybrid type safety linebacker than a traditional linebacker next to Damone Clark, which is what they were trying to make him do. Yeah. I mean, there, he, I just knew when DQ was gone, like there, there, there are guys that just follow DQ and that's not a bad thing. So no, no, no. I, you know, like you think Dante Fowler, yep. um, he's out of contract. That's probably a guy we're going to see leave. Yes. Um, uh, and 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 follow possibly I think like you say you know you talk about guys that will follow DQ I mean Dante Fowler is a brilliant example of that um so yeah I think we're gonna see we're definitely gonna see those guys leave I think one of the main ones I think is gonna get cut because of lack of production the injury history and the amount that he's cost in Dallas next season is Michael Gallup. Yeah. I can see it. And so I think he's costing pretty a sure thing. Oh yeah. I mean, like he's I think he's costing around about 12 million on the cap off my memory. And he he barely got over 400 yards. And really his biggest game last season was in the wildcard game. Where he, I think that was his only game where he went over a hundred yards. And that was mostly down to the fact that. C.D. Lamb was having his issues, whatever that issue was in the wildcard game. We tried to go to Brandon Cooks. That didn't work. So then it ended up just being filtered Jake Ferguson, Michael Gallup. But we can't, you can't go off the idea of it's just going to be, you know, you, you just can't keep Michael Gallup on the idea of maybe this year it'll be a bit better. You've got Jalen Tolbert in the win. You know, you've got some other guys back there that were on the practice squad who could be developed. You never know. They might even get your guy, Brian Thomas, in the first round. <laughs> you never know. It's possible. Um, I I don't think that's where I would want to go in the first round, but that's just me. Um, any other guys that you, you know, see leaving that will make a difference in this cap? So, uh, now we just mentioned Brandon Cooks. Right. I'm teetering on the edge with Brandon Cooks and for a number of reasons. One, it's like towards the end of the season. So the middle of the season, it picked up for Cooks. It was like there was the connection, the chemistry coming along and it was looking a bit better. But as the season got towards the end, he kind of dropped off a shelf again. Then you think how much he's costing the Cowboys, which is double digits. His age, so he's going to be, I think, 32 next season. 
and that's really the, the complete drop off for wide receivers at that age. And some do carry on. Um, we've seen it before. Most of them seem to be playing for the Cardinals when that happens, but I don't know why. But, <laughs> um, but you Your know, <laughs> it must be something in the water. But, um, you know, you think, I just wonder, is it? But it more for me, I think it's going to be the guys, rather than guys they cut to save money, it's going to be guys they don't re-sign. So mm-hmm. I think it's like they won't re-sign Tony Pollard. Not because he's not good enough, because as much as Tony Pollard struggled last season, really what you've seen is not a, a running back that isn't good enough to play in the league, just that he's got his limitations. And the Cowboys were trying to play Tony Pollard beyond his limitation, and then that had effect on the rest of his game. So I think it's it's like him. And I, I think Dorrance Armstrong might be a guy they don't re-sign uh, on the money side okay. again. And they'll look to try and restock somehow in the draft. They'll get some defensive ends. Sam Williams will have a more prominent role next season. You've got some other guys, you know, that was on the practice squad wait, waiting to start sooner, like Villami Fahoko. You see a little bit more of him, perhaps. Um, I'm trying to think. The other guys, I, I see there's, oh, his name escapes me. The other running back. Um, ugh. How can I not think of his name? Oh, God. I've forgotten his name. The other running back. He's out of contract this year. Uh, somebody, uh, Rico Dowdle. There we go. Rico Dowdle. Rico Dowdle. I was like, there's several running backs. I'm not sure which one you're going <laughs> So you got Tony Pollard <laughs> and you got Rico Dowdle walking out. The only thing I think they will re sign Rico purely because he's going to be so cheap. But yeah. it doesn't help you because Rico still has question marks about durability. Um, so there's that question. I wonder what they're going to do at quarterback, the backup quarterback position. Is Cooper Rush? Is this the time he gets on the plane and actually departs? Well, with that, I think it'll come down to maybe a little bit of a quarterback competition with him and Trey. Mm, yeah. That, 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 I, and I mean, I've got to be honest with you. If it is a quarterback competition, then okay, Cooper Rush is staying. Um, that's well, just we don't cool. we don't know what Trey Lance has picked up from last year. I'm not saying that he will beat him out. I'm just you know, this is his time to prove it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's something to look at. I don't even like. I don't even think it would take that much to keep him around, though. Um, you'd have to do something so, new, but like I, I don't think he's trying to rush out the door. If you get what I'm saying, get it? Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yes, got First him. Part of the day. First I mean, part of the day. Because he left once, and he just knows that you like you know when you have a good situation. So I could see that you know potentially working out if that's what both parties would like. Yeah, one I think could be cheeky is. Chauncey Goldston. Um, yeah, p- mostly because like when I when you think about the Zimmer defense, like I'm trying to think how he fits in because this is a guy right. that doesn't really play one position. He will play up and down the line. So he will literally play from you know as a one tech all the way down to defensive end. Um, 
I just think like Zimmer doesn't like those type of guys. He likes if you're playing as a three tech, you're the big bulky guy that's going to hold up in the middle. If you're a defensive end, you're screaming over the edge and or you're setting the edge on certainly, which is one of his big things, set on run defense. He doesn't like guys who will shift up and down that line and don't really have a specific role. So I wonder how that leaves Chauncey Golston out of the mix. And the other one will be Neville Gallimore as well. Yeah. We were thinking that was going to happen last year, but <laughs> yeah. got another year out of him. So. Got another. But here's one for you, though. I've got a question to ask you, because this is the guy I'm really kind of stumped on whether they will re-sign and keep around is Jonathan Hankins. Big boy. Knowing what, yeah, knowing what we know, what we have from Jonathan, knowing what we've got in Mazzy Smith, um, he's clearly still needing development. Now what do you do with Jonathan Hankins? Okay, well... I have a cheeky question for you. Oh, no. <laughs> a question for a question. I know. Well, okay. So, you know, Jerry Jones does all these fun quotes and says they're going all in. Um, that led a couple people to bring up the fact that Chris Jones could be an all-in move. Thoughts? It would be an all-in move. And he's a I big mean... boy. Oh, not, yeah. they're not quite the same. They're not like tit for tat here, but like. I know what you're saying. That's, no, no, that's I know what where, you're saying. Like, if you're making a big move like that, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, do I even need to worry about, you know, resigning Jonathan Higgins? Yeah, 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 definitely. I see where you're going. I mean, like, that would. So, because, like, we're all still struggling and people are still all trying to figure out what all it in means. I mean, I've got my own theory on it, but. Like, I mean, the Chris Jones would be a huge signing and a massive upgrade. But you've got to think, like, what is the cost right. on that? It's going to be massive. And they would have to certainly shed a lot on the roster to make that work, to make him, to make bring him in. I mean, it would be brilliant. And, and like you say, you don't need to bring Jonathan Hankins back. So... You could kind of take a little bit of the money off if you was thinking of keeping Hankins around. You could be like, well, he'd be like three, four million. Um, we can kind of deduct it off what we was gonna off that with you know, for for having Chris back or back for having him over. Yeah. But I mean, I just think he's too expensive. He's, he's very expensive. Too, I don't but even know what his market value is. I wouldn't hear... even like to guess. Yeah. I mean, when you hear <laughs> all in move though. Like what? Yeah. Are, what is that to you? Uh, to me, uh, so for me, you, you could hear me, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I, I think I press the button. There we go. <laughs> uh, for me, right. So my theory of all in is, uh, and because it's me being selfish, because I'm all about the NFL draft and college football. Right. I see the all in as in the NFL draft. So you don't know, like those third and second round picks the Cowboys have. They always seem to be these gamble picks or developmental guys uh, and or they might overreach for what what it is they've got. Yeah. My all-in is that they're not going for that this year. They're all-in. They are going to get guys who are the highest on their board that can come in, plug in and play right now and get them to win this season. Because rookies, the rookie class is extremely important 
to an NFL roster in how far you go down the line. The more rookies that are playing beyond expectation, the further you go. Um, so I think they're not looking this season to have those developmental type of guys, the Nation Wrights, the um the Jane, the Jalen Smiths, um, all of those type of guys that, that is off the table. They're just gonna go out and get the guys that fit the positions of need with their height without the need of too much development. They'll just be like, let's get this guy in. Let's get him let's get him playing today. That is my version of what all in is. I mean, one could argue you should probably do that every year. So every is year, really yeah. all in or is that just like a good way to draft? But draft. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um yeah, I just I think that for for me to get my all in satisfied I'm going to need a sexy pick and I'm going to need it in free agency. Free agency. Mm -hmm. And I don't want like, you know, Stefan Gilmore was a smart, good Mm. guy that they acquired. That's not what I'm talking about. I want something bigger than that. And that's when I'll be like, okay, well, Jerry's actually doing something. So, so like you say, like Chris Jones, what about like, it doesn't um, have to be Chris Jones necessarily, but so like Devin White, <laughs> what about like Devin White? Cause he's free at the moment. Linebacker from Tampa. Do you like Devin? Well, you know, I like Devin White. <laughs> <laughs> Go Cause like he's, a, he's, he's on the free agency this year, I believe. Well, there's so a I lot think... of horses here too, for him to ride. So just a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I, I did my top three guys of the the satisfied, the mm-hmm. to satisfy the all in, and it was three players, and it was uh, Derek Henry, White, and Mackay Backton from the Jets. Okay. Yeah, because like Backton, I think is a good offensive tackle. Right. He is got what Tyron Smith has got right now, the injury bug, but early in his career, he just Backton hasn't played that much because he's. Right. He's just been struck. And, you know, like, I think if you was to get Beckton in, and I'm not saying if you had Beckton from, you you got him from free agency, that's it. You don't need to draft offensive tackle, right? I think Mackay Beckton means you still have to draft an offensive tackle. But you cannot draft an offensive tackle knowing that Beckton is going to start your season. Say Tyron Smith doesn't stay and he's gone. And you're looking at left tackle. So Beckton comes in. He starts your season off. Whoever your rookie tackle is then, they've still got that extra little bit of breathing room to develop into the season. And the pressure isn't on that rookie to be like, you must be the guy. We need you to be the guy. Because we've seen what happens when the Cowboys put pressure on those type of guys. Jalen Talbot in his rookie year is a good example. Okay, so my thing with what you're saying is, Smart, logical, good thing to do. Not sexy. Not sexy. No. 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 You're you're now, you, sexy. you had me with like Derrick Henry. That's sexy. That's sexy. Yeah. 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 I need the big name with the like the big impact. That's okay. that's that's what a sexy pick is. Now you're what you said. All of those Devin White, Beckton, smart, good picks. Things yeah. to be happy Just about. Not sexy. Not sexy. 
Okay. So I need to I need to look at sexy. That just sounds really weird as well. If somebody's <laughs> hearing me, all they're gonna hear at the moment is me just going sexy, sexy, <laughs> But uh, so I need to look at those type of players and then yeah. give you that list and compile it to. Okay. I'll yeah. try and figure that out after the show. I haven't got that list right now. I know. I'll try I and make a list of- the amount of times that I've actually said that and like been like, this is what we gotta do, and like I don't have that list off I'll the top try- of my dome. Um I'll try quickly on the fly while we're talking. Oh, you're good. I'll, try, I'll, I'll do two things at once, which means I'm not doing anything at all when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I, mean... I, I do like Chris Jones. I do like that idea. It's just the cost. He's just going to be so expensive. They are. Whoever it is that you pick up in free agency, that's like going to be like a, that a lot of people would consider an all in move. Mm-hmm. Are, is going to be expensive. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, and, and I also uh, like of note, you have Tyron Smith walking out the door. Um, I don't. In in, in uh, so I think he's going to be not as expensive as he hit free market to another team. He'll take a team friendly deal, but this is going to be really his last contract. So he's going to try and squeeze as much out of this as he can. But I I just wonder, not on Tyron Smith's side, and I'm just trying to look at, at some tackles now. See, like, like, none of these are sexy when I go through this list of free agent tackles. And you're kind of like going, no, no. Anyway, yeah, so Tyron Smith, I think, is more of... Are the Cowboys losing patience now? Because they keep having to... So, like, the same thing with my argument with Mackay Beckton. You still need to draft a tackle, even if you keep Tywin Smith. And say you keep him for this season and next season. You still need to anyway. Because you, at some point, it's not a fact of, is Tyron Smith going to get injured? It's going to be when. Um, so right. you still have to draft him. But I wonder... Do the Cowboys, are they willing to go out there and do this again and to kick this around, have him around? But in counter to my argument to this, why I think he stays is that they are so, uh, they are so, not weak, weak is the wrong word to use. They're so unstable at the offensive line position that they need to keep Tyron Smith around. That's the reason. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I will probably say this 5,000 more times, but O-line is like my top priority in the mm-hmm. draft, for sure. Definitely. Like, oh, this is how I've always put it, that your NFL roster is like a house. And <laughs> <laughs> this is my analogy. And the quarterback is the roof. He's okay. the tip of the roof. But the very foundation of your team that everything is built on is the offensive line. That is your... So everything revolves around... How strong your offensive line is lets you know how strong that house will be. Yeah. That's 100% right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always with you. If And there's a, I, and like they didn't do enough nope. already. And, so yeah, you got to do it now. <laughs> and, you know, you ask as well any yeah. coach in the NFL, NFL, even in college, they will be the same. And you say, where do you wish you had? better quality depth at every single coach will say offensive line 
It's just yeah. thin everywhere. Mm. It's not just the cow bonds. So you you do have to go out and you do have to go and get them. The good news is is this draft is brimming with offensive line talent this year, but which is good. Yeah. I mean, we have the combine and the draft coming up, you know, speaking of the brimming talent we have. Um, <laughs> what can you tell us about who we should be keeping an eye out for in the combine? I mean, like, it's going to be more the positions. So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely got to be for the combine. So running back. Um, so... A, a guy, funnily enough, who is catching my eye at running back is um, the Notre Dame running back, Estime. I think he could fit the bill best for the Cowboys if they kept Tony Pollard, because then he's going to be a thunder to Tony Pollard's lightning. So that's because that's what was missing last year was like a thumper, you know, the the, the Zeke. Yeah to yeah. uh, Tony Pollard. It was missing. So that, that fits it. In terms of offensive line, though, because we were talking offensive line, it's going to be the guys like um, it's going to be Guyton, uh, Jackson Powers-Johnson, who I know is Paul's guy. Um, that's a guy to keep an eye out for. Graham Barton is another one. Um, I'm trying to say, JC Latham. You've got Mims. Trying to go off the top of my head, the guys who I, I've kind of listed down. There's a bunch of these tackles and a couple of the inside offensive line guys that are all grouped on my board, like bottom of the first round, top of the second. And you know, you you know yourself, the combine is a good place to separate them to yeah. be like, right, where these guys can be separated. And you try and find out as well with some of these guys about the medicals. Because obviously we don't get to see them. We don't see right. them. We're not doctors. But you kind of, you've got to judge it off how the people who are there, how they're talking about it from having conversations with people who are there. So you're kind of getting third-hand information and trying to report on it, which is always fun. Um, so it's that offensive line. Yeah, linebackers is another one. But I'm not, it, people keep talking about certain linebackers. And I, I I'm because... We're into Mike Zimmer territory here with linebacker. And that means we're moving away from the cover one and the cover three with Dan Quinn and more into the cover two, cover four. Right. So that means we don't need these. We still need them because of the way the NFL is played nowadays. You still need the the new age type off-ball linebackers that can plug and cover. Um, You've got to have that, you know, because... It's just the NFL is gone nowadays. You're always in nickel defense, so you need those right. faster linebackers. But I think the Cowboys, what they're really after is that that Mike-type thumping run stuff in linebacker. And a lot of the guys that people keep talking about bringing in, I'm kind of like, that doesn't fit the Zimmer mold. It, 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 you know, it, they're, they're talented, they're great, but is it going to be something that Zimmer will want to work with? And Because it's pointless having another type of this linebacker that can cover if Zimmer's never going to put him on the field. Right. You know, they they need a lot of linebackers anyway. I think free agency is going to be where they get their linebackers because they're just short on them anyway. There's just, there's not enough on the roster. Yeah. And you don't, I don't think you have LVE coming back. So you think about nope. that, yeah. but you know, even Overstone coming in and joining the fold whenever he is able to do that. Yeah. Um, he still has never played a game. So you can't count on that stuff. Yeah. So no, I completely agree with what you're saying. 
Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about Overshow. I've heard this week that he's in the gym and he's working out, which is good news. Yeah. Like you say, we don't know. Those injuries. (laughs) They are hard to come back from. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a good example. Look at Michael Gallup, right? Right. We're talking Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup pre-ACL is a guy who's going for a thousand yards. We had a conversation one year Mm -hmm. about Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, all on this offense going for over a thousand yards. And it wasn't seen when people were talking about it it was like far-fetched. It was like, that genuinely could happen. (laughs) And it almost did. But then you get get Michael Gallup post-ACL, and this is what we've got. Because yeah. the ACL can do a number of things. So you say for a guy like Overshone, whose game was predicated on acceleration and speed, um, could burst through the hole, get skinny and burst. And he, you know, you watch the tape on Overshone. It's all of this. He, yeah. he, he was the the human missile. Um, <laughs> man missile. Yeah. So because that's what he was like. Uh, yeah. but you wonder what is that gonna look like post ACL? Like what what how much of that athleticism has dissipated, has been lost in this injury. So you've got to wonder how that affects him. So like you say, LVE's gone. So now if you're moving, I know we talked about Marquise Bell earlier. I think he's going to move to the hybrid role to fill in J-Ron Curse is what we were saying. So now you're down a linebacker again. So at the moment, our two starting linebackers is Damon Clark, who was okay. He was not bad. He was, you know, in what he did. And uh, uh, a injured overshow who's coming back off an ACL. So there's big question marks. And then you think the majority of the rosters with linebackers is for special teams, the same as tight ends. You have a lot of tight ends and, and running backs and um, linebackers on your special. And there just isn't enough. And they're not even, you know, they could use <laughs> every pick on linebacker in the draft and still be nowhere near. So to go back in a long-winded way, uh, because <laughs> this is how we do things, uh, linebacker is going to be placed in the combine. I'm going to be watching quite a lot. Um, but more specifically, the bigger, bulkier, thumping-type linebackers. I'm not after the, 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 the speedy-type guys. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is a whole new scheme where obviously, like, if you're familiar with Zimmer, you can probably guess... Uh, yeah where a lot of it's gonna go but you know for those of us who don't or those people who don't know him that well um you know it's a lot of like oh well i think this guy but you have to think about the way he's gonna actually play his players so Uh, yeah yeah. all i will say is people who don't know zimmer's coaching that way is like be like be prepared because it's a lot different to dan quinn and if they're like on hard knock, and they won't be on hard knocks to make playoffs. But no, if you was watching like behind the scenes, watch it first before you let your children watch it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <sighs> it, it is um, vibrant language that Zimmer likes to use. Is he a bit of a crotchety old man with a sailor's tongue? Yeah. Oh, he's got one of them. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you can watch, it's funny, if you watch, you know, like occasionally you see like, um, uh, you know, like mic'd up and stuff. And yeah. if it's like when Vikings were playing and Mike Zimmer's in the bracket, all you can hear is do 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 And then it's back to like talking again because he's in the background shouting at something. <laughs> but ironically, 
right? When you think of the type of defensive players, and here's a question for you, Meg. Yeah. That you think of the type of defensive players these cow that the Cowboys have, and and like you, you can talk about how he strategizes and how he plays on defense on the field, how he calls plays. Okay, that's a different story. But in terms of how he controls the defensive players, I think is very good because do you think having a more forward type guy? So Dan Quinn seemed to be more of you, like, you know, I'll be your best friend. You know, like you do something wrong, I'm gonna hurt you with love. You know, like like the thing with your parents, <laughs> your parents like I'm not I'm not I'm not angry at you you let me down and that hurts so much more I'm disappointed in you yeah 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 I can't believe you did that you know and you can imagine the place the sinking feeling but do you think though that that the Dan Quinn the drill sergeant type of attitude is better for these type of guys you mean Mike Zimmerman or Zimmerman that works Zimmerman works I go with Zimmerman it just feels like there's supposed to be a Zimmerman at the end yeah. I don't know. Or our hands um, in there. So you're calling him the drill sergeant in this scenario, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I I understand why Dan Quinn is like so beloved amongst players, but mm-hmm. sometimes they deserve to be yelled at, okay? <laughs> I agree. And like in you know, the heat of football, like that can maybe it again everybody's truly so different but like in the heat of football it could like really power some guys up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I make agree. Them power down who knows <laughs> <laughs> no i just think like you know like when you think of like you know um what i'm trying to think of the word i'm looking for like that flash mentality that some of these guys have and i'm more specifically talking towards michael parsons um yeah. you know like Having a guy who, who a coach will come down and stomp on you and be like, enough is enough. Um, cut that out, you know, that sort of shouting. And be because I, I can't see Zimmer being up in a box. Oh no. He's gonna be down on the sideline, no. which I think is a big difference again between him and Dan Quinn. Yeah. Um and I just think that that's gonna have a different effect on a guy like Parsons, you know, where you need to get the most out of them. It they've put a big emphasis on the locker room for good reason Mm -hmm. um my thing is like it will be it'll remain to be seen if this hire was just to get a name in the door or if it's something that they believe that the locker room needs in order to improve and get them to that next level or if it's just like we're checking a box we don't even think we're going to be here next year yeah ever I mean, that that is the one side of it that I thought of is when you think of like how Zimmer left Minnesota, I honestly thought that was it for him. I was like, he's not coaching in the NFL again. That's done. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's back. So I think this is his, his next bite of the apple. He's possibly seeing that the writing's on the cards for Mike McCarthy if they don't go all the way. So he's on a one-year deal. But on the other side for Zimmer is, and people could argue this, but it is genuine that he has an elite defense to play with. So that means he has an elite defense to shine in this one year, if it is one year. And that can get him back in the game, you know, back in the league. And for the Dallas Cowboys, they're looking at, well, 
what worked in the past, well, Mike Nolan didn't work, right? And let's no. not go, no, let's not talk about that. Oh, yeah, um, jeez, <laughs> you know, talking about PTSD, that's coming back. Oh. So, oh, really rough <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think, like, me and you and Paul were all speaking together, and we we're just like, oh my god, I don't know how much more of this we can take. Um, but <laughs> but there was also then they went off and they went, how about we look we look at a guy like Dan Quinn and Dan Quinn comes from a head coach in but you know he's an ex head coach that worked for them worked out really well and moving on so I think for the, the Cowboys they're trying to replicate that same coaching philosophy of let's go back to what we know works what has worked for us so far is having ex-head coaches come in who want to take another stab at it let's try it again because it seems to work and i think that's what they're doing with zimmer yeah i mean it's not a bad strategy um i don't know how inspired i feel by it but (laughs) yeah i know like paul was very happy about it i don't know if you've spoken to him on it he was oh yeah he was like oh yeah and I was kind of like I was. I'm like you. I've I'm reserved. Yeah. Mm. Like I can see where you're going with it. Um, I don't know that I believe that it'll do what you want it to do. Yeah, it could. It's literally. I don't. It's one of these where there's going to be no middle ground, right? No. It's not going to be like the Cowboys' defense finishes like 12th or 14th. They're either going to be like 28th or they're going to be first. Yeah. It's literally how it's going to be, you know. First, <laughs> so second. Now, it's literally it's it's going to be hot or it's going to be freezing cold. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I, I think the big the biggest or, thing or, though. Or this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I think the big one though is the way you help Zimmer this year is okay. You have him in the draft room because he is your de- defensive corner, okay. so he's in there with you. But you don't let him have a say on the pick i think keep him although he can be in the draft room you just like say right zim i'm not sure if they call him zim but it might be zim yeah they'd just be like look 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 zimo um (laughs) look look, zimzy this is what we're gonna do (laughs) yeah that yeah that works too yeah um we're making a pick for you. It's going to be linebacker. It's going to be linebacker X. How do you feel? And they'll get his opinion. And they'll be like, right. yeah, I can work with that, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just pick anyway. But that's how they're going to do it. They're not going to be like, it's going to be linebacker. Which linebacker would you want? Yeah, it's like, well, you get consulted on it, but like you don't have the uh, fist on the table ability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Dan Quinn had that. You know, when you yeah. look at, some of the picks that were made, you go, that's a Dan Quinn pick. That's a Dan Quinn guy. That's yeah. that, that, that's got Dan Quinn written all over it. They, they've gone, you can have the choice of these guys, and Dan Quinn's gone, that's my guy. And you can see that. And But I don't think that's going to be the case so much uh, for Zimmo. Zimmo. <laughs> we're just trying <laughs> on new nicknames over here. You never know. One may actually stick. Somebody's going to listen to this and start like, circulating it around on Twitter or X and we'd be like, oh, we started that. I'm calling him Invader Zim, so that's just a mm. from a cartoon back in my youth. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, the one I've been doing is Hans. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. I like yeah. it. 
I yeah. like it. We'll see if he can put together a beautiful symphony for us, you know? Ah, yes. See, I knew there was going to be another one in there. You did it. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we have a lot to look forward to. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the combine after all is said and done. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, all the information you need to know is going to be on bloggingtheboys.com. And uh, Mike Pullen will be here to talk to you about it at the world's team. So be sure to check him out with Paul. Um, and, you know, where can all the people follow you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, on Twitter or X. I, I still don't know what you kids are calling I call it. Twitter. I'm not. You, call, I, you, I, I'm, you can't make me. Yeah, I, I'm calling it Twitter because it just sounds really weird saying X. You, know, you, you, you can follow me on X. It's just like, Ew. yeah, yeah no, that's not right. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, on Twitter, at Kenfig Cowboy, uh, or on Blogging the Boys with uh, various articles and what have you. Stunning. You can follow me at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And until next week, it is always Dallas forever, Philly for. Never. Birds aren't real.